Hey everyone and welcome back to the 20 Minute Marketing Podcast. I hope you are having a great day and thank you for listening to the show. We always appreciate your support. I know that Easter is just around the corner so I hope you have a great long weekend. If you are a first time listener, my name is Liam and I interview a different guest expert every week with new episodes released on Wednesdays. We are now at episode 71 and we've covered lots of unique topics around SEO, paid ads, content, social media and lots more. So lots to explore if you enjoy listening to podcasts and learning more about marketing. For everyone that has been following the show for a while, I do have some bittersweet and quick news that I would like to share with you. Um, So the intro will be about a minute longer than normal on this episode. I have absolutely loved working at Reach over the last few years, um, but today is actually my last day at the company. I am going to be moving and working agency side as an SEO manager Um, And I'm starting there next week. So super excited for that move. Um, I've learned over the past year or so that SEO is my big passion in marketing and what I really enjoy. I can't thank Reach enough for their role in my career development and letting me spend uh, hundreds of hours on this podcast. Um, So a big thank you to the team at Reach. Um, We are currently figuring out the long-term plan for the show because it is Reach's podcast. Um, But we do have enough recordings to take us to number 80. So nine more weeks of episodes, which will take us to at least the 2nd of June. Um, And I know that we have some great topics lined up between now and then. I will give you a few updates between now and then uh, when we know more about what the plan is. There might be a new host. The show might go on a hiatus for a while. Uh, I'm not too sure, but I will let you know as soon as possible. Um, So yeah, looking forward to joining the SEO community full time. So with that said, let's move forward with this episode and get started. We are joined today by a good friend who is Lisa Eaton. Uh, Lisa is the founder and managing director at both Unwritten Group and Fabric Academy. So hey, Lisa, welcome to the show. And how's it going? Hi, Liam. Uh, All is going well and a big congratulations on the new job. I'm pretty sure you'll never look back once you come agency side. So um, well done, you. Excellent. Yeah, that's good to hear. And thank you. I appreciate that. So before we start, could you spend around about a minute quickly introducing yourself and both Unwritten and Fabric, please? Yes, of course. So um, as you said, I'm the managing director of both Unwritten Group and Fabric Academy. Um, Unwritten is a marketing and communications agency of which we work as a plugging marketing team for businesses looking to grow. Um, So we build and develop their marketing strategies for them and then we deliver it um, through our kind of tactical implementation. And um, last year, I launched Fabric Academy, which is an online training academy that teaches marketers of all levels how to build winning marketing strategies from the ground up. The very process that we run at Unwritten in terms of helping our clients deliver that. So our learners essentially build a marketing strategy while they're on the program with us. So that's, uh, yeah, that's that's, I guess, the two models at the moment. Yeah, awesome. It's been really fun to see Fabric come to life over the past 12 months or so. Uh, But the main focus is something which I can definitely relate to, and that is how to be the best generalist marketer possible and sort of where to invest your time, how to learn, how to grow um, and how to keep up with industry trends and things like that. So it's going to be quite top level, but a really fun and valid discussion. So let's dive in and get started. So as I mentioned in the intro, the focus of this episode is going to be about generalist marketing. 
over the last two years at Reach, I've had to sort of split my time between SEO, content, social media, email, podcasting, um, you name it, I've probably tried it at least once. And I know that that's the case for a lot of marketers that are also in SMEs or small business owners or perhaps agency workers that cover the full spectrum. So I wanted to have an episode on it and sort of have a conversation about efficiency and how we can develop as generalists uh, and get the most out of our roles. Before we dive into some questions around that, Lisa, could you sort of tell us about your background and sort of how you got into marketing? I think it's a really cool story and I'd love to sort of add some context to the episode before we get started. Um, so I started out in a sales and marketing role way back when, some 20 years ago at Sage, where I was um, essentially selling and marketing accountancy and payroll products. Um, and I became a bit fascinated, actually, with the um, how the two link so integrally together and how really effective marketing can drive sales and therefore affect the bottom line of a, a business. And so I spent a, a good few years at Sage kind of learning everything I possibly could back then about the marketing process. Um, and I then moved from Sage to TSG, where I had a little bit more freedom to develop my own processes around sales and marketing, and then moved on to my first role in a creative agency. Um, and it felt like a really sensible next step for me because I was um, I was obsessed about how to overcome problems with creative solutions, how to take a new product to market, how to help a business grow, how to enforce a behavior change or encourage a behavior change. So creative agency gave me the freedom to really explore that. But um, I guess with an underlying passion for the strategy about how you do that through effective marketing processes. So moved to agency, um, huge shock to the system. <laughs> it's a, it's a, I think it's a Marmite type role, an agency role. You either absolutely love it or it's not quite for you. Um, but lucky for me, I absolutely loved it. And I guess spent 15 years or so working in, in some of the region's biggest agencies and was working on campaigns for businesses all around the globe. Um, but I felt like there was a real gap in the market in the Northeast, particularly for an agency that really focused on strategy first and not jumping straight into, I guess, what we would call tactical execution. So the you know, the lovely creative campaigns and cool websites and, um, you know, the stuff that actually reaches the customer, but an agency that really focused on building an effective strategy so that the tactics that you use to deliver provided real results for a business. Um, and nine times out of 10, that was around business growth or helping a business achieve its objectives, essentially. So I built Unwritten to fill that gap and essentially really make a name for ourselves in strategy first. Um, and that marketing is more than just pretty pictures or really, really cool creative, that marketing is a really integral part of any business's growth and that the investment into it should be a serious and substantial one, but it should absolutely provide a return to that business. And so that was the reason for um, for building Unwritten some seven years ago now. So it's been a, a bit of a wild journey, but a really exciting and, and um, interesting one. Um, and more recently, Fabric, um, I guess, was launched about 18 months ago. And the reason behind that was because the demand for the services Unwritten was so high that we couldn't recruit quick enough to, um, I guess, keep up with demand. And we had a real problem, I guess, finding a specific skill set in the region. Um, so there was a big gap in terms of the skill set for a high level strategic marketer who could help build a strategy from the ground up for a client or a business that they didn't necessarily know inside out, and then deliver an effective strategy and, and the tactics to, to make it all come to life. Um, so Fabric started off as our recruitment process. Um, essentially, it was going to be a program that we put every new recruit who joined Unwritten through to ensure that they were fully equipped and supported in being able to deliver their role. 
but it just it grew legs and there was so much interest in it from just way beyond our kind of talent pool that we we decided it was way more valuable than just a recruitment strategy and to open it up to the market and essentially it was about I guess trying to give marketers as much knowledge as they possibly could get in 12 weeks so it's my 20 years of marketing experience kind of crammed into 12 weeks to give everybody as you know a really kind of effective start um or, or help progress in their careers so yeah, a bit of a mixed, a mixed integrated story there, but it started with unwritten and I guess is, is now they're both quite entwined. Yeah, thanks for uh, sharing some of your journey with us. Um, it's really clear that you have lots of experience that you can um, share with us. Um, and it's always really cool to hear where our guests started and sort of what led you to your current positions. I've mentioned Fabric a couple of times as well. It's really cool to see that you are focusing on top level strategy um, because I definitely think it gets overlooked and it's easy to get carried away with the day to day activities or the fun things that we do in our jobs uh, and forget about those long term goals and what we're trying to achieve and those objectives. And I know that you're using Fabric to really define those top level strategies. So I think that's awesome. But before we dive into Fabric, let's focus on Unwritten for a few questions. So you support clients with strategy, but you also complement that with the usual things like SEO, support, creatives, content, etc. So that's quite a lot of things, which fits into our episode topic quite nicely. How do you make sure that you're up to date across all of those channels and providing the best service possible? It's a tricky juggling act, that is for sure. But for us, we've got one very, very simple ruler unwritten, and it's always strategy first. So we as marketers can't be expected to be at the forefront um, of every current trend out there on every channel using every technology available to us. It's just, it's not humanly possible to be, you know, ahead of your game at every single specialism within marketing. And nor would you want to be because marketers tend to have a passion for a certain particular skill set. So be it SEO, be it UX, be it development, be it creative, they're all very different skill sets. So in nine times out of 10, each member of our team has a dedicated specialism. Um, they're all experts in their own particular fields, but are all integral to the strategic part of building the client's understanding and how we, how we get behind that business. They are continuously developing their skills in their chosen area. So CPD for us as a business at Unwritten is a huge part of career progression of everybody's daily and weekly schedules um, so that they can stay at the forefront of their particular skill set. And then we share that knowledge in the team with lunch and learns and Q&As and team meets and so on. But the marketer's role for me is about understanding and being aware of all of the different tactics to reach or to, to reach a business's objectives or to reach your intended audience. But I think it's a tall ask to be expected to be an expert at every single one of the delivery methods. Um, I think you have to rely on a team of people, a network of people, um, you know, even outside your network of people to bring in that specialist knowledge. So I guess that's how we probably stay on top of that, making sure that there's a dedicated person within the team for every specialism. But as a marketer or a marketing manager, we are the generalist in bringing that strategy to life by choosing the specialisms that are dependent on that strategy and then using that person's knowledge to really drive it forward. I think that's a very valid answer because if there's a channel that you aren't particularly good at or you don't have a passion for, or perhaps you don't have much experience with, um, then you might end up doing a poor job or you might not end up giving it the time that it deserves. Um, so it won't end up contributing to overall success. So in that scenario, I think it makes complete sense to get someone else involved. Uh, perhaps that's outsourcing or just asking a, a member of your team to help out and take the reins. 
I think one of the fun challenges for myself at Reach over the past few years as well has been to learn which channels I enjoy and that's part of the fun side of things to learn where your strengths are and what you like doing and what you don't like doing perhaps what you're good at and not so good at. Um, I haven't had sort of the agency base where you can tap into co-worker knowledge but there are plenty of resources out there that have helped me to scratch the surface of new channels to see if they work. Moving along then, I think from your answer, it was interesting that you encourage your team to have a generalist approach to other channels, but also still focus on their strengths. So how can our listeners find that balance and sort of become the best generalist market as possible, but also tap into their strengths? I know that that's quite a super top level question, but I'd love to hear your thoughts and if you have any suggestions. Yeah, I guess not to sound like a broken record here, but it's about building that strategy for, you know, for what it is you're trying to achieve, because that will depict exactly what you need in terms of tactical knowledge. Um, so rather than trying to be an expert at all social media or all, um, you know, podcasts or all content creation or all PR, it will tell you specifically what tactics you need in order to meet the objectives. And then that's where to focus your efforts in trying to do the very best in keeping up with knowledge there. So rather than kind of firing in the dark and, and thinking you've got to be a mini expert at everything, really understand the areas that are going to make, make the most impact um, when you go out to tactical kind of operations area and home in on those and then use everything possible you can in terms of, I mean, we always say live, you know, live, sleep and eat your passion for whatever that specialism is, because you can never spend too much time learning it. I guess I'm not sure if this is a great thing or a terrifying thing, but, you know, you will never know everything you need to know about marketing, nor will you know it about an individual specialism within marketing. So you have to be prepared if you're going to be a good marketer to constantly strive to learn. You've got to have a real appetite for continuous professional development. And whether that be podcasting, reading books, being part of a community and network, um, watching webinars, um, you know, you, you can find the thing that you learn best from, but you have to be willing to learn all the time. And I guess for me, there's, you know, there's lots of great methods that I use for that, but they're my personal learning habits. I guess it's a case of, you know, first of all, understanding the areas that you need to know in order to make your strategy effective. and then find what suits you in terms of that learning um, platform. Yeah, you made some great points there. And I think one that stands out is that you do need to have the desire to learn and that everyone learns in different ways. And what's great about marketing is that we have so many resources that are available. So you could take a class on Udemy, you could watch a YouTube playlist, you can read blogs from the likes of Moz or HubSpot, um, you could read hardback books. And then on top of that, you have these great communities on social media that are sharing free content every day. Um, so there are, there are lots of places to consume content and learn, and there's definitely no excuses that you can make on that front if you aren't eager to get involved. I think one thing that interests me and one of my challenges is how to balance your time between all of those channels. Um, I know that this isn't the case for everyone, but throughout any given week, I'll be working on SEO and then on ad optimization, blog content and more. Um, so I'd be interested to hear how you split your time across channels, Lisa. I have a feeling it will come back to top level strategy, but I'd love to hear your approach. I have to be really scheduled with my learning time. So I, I need headspace to learn. Um, I can't do it kind of in the midst of chaos. Um, so I tend to have one day a week, which is dedicated to learning. I learn best when I'm interacting. So podcasts, amazing, webinars, speakers, 
conferences, which are virtual at the moment, but, you know, in person, also great. What I tend to do when I'm learning specifically, if I can possibly do it, I have a book and I have an audio book of the same, <laughs> same particular book running at both times. So I use the audio for when I'm kind of out and about doing stuff. And I use the written book when I need to sit down and actually action things from it. And I guess for me, it's about, I do need a top level understanding of every specialism because, you know, obviously I'm leading an agency where all of those services are required and I'm supporting a team who are developing in each of those specialisms. So it's important for me that I have a, a learning schedule and that it's equally apportioned to each of those specialisms. But I guess where I don't spend a lot of time is really getting in depth with the areas that don't excite me. So, you know, web development for me is not my bag. You know, I'm not a coder. I can't, you know, couldn't spend hours watching a, a, um, a podcast or a webinar, even from the most engaging of speakers on how to code, because I would just be off, off on some, somewhere else. So for me, as long as I have a top level understanding of how to, you know, how to recruit good talent there, how to know that our code is being developed to a good standard and how to make sure it becomes an effective website is what's important for me in my role. Aside from that, our developers would then train in depth on a regular basis to make sure that their coding skills are up to date. So a bit of a wide example there, but it just gives you an idea of, I guess, for me, it's about dedicating the time, um, putting the time in to make sure that you're constantly checking in on each of the individual specialisms, figuring out what way you learn best and committing to that way. And I guess a big part of what I've always believed in is that you can't just learn by theory. So you can't just learn by listening. You have to learn by doing. And often that's doing great things. Sometimes that's making big mistakes. Sometimes it's not getting it and having to go back and listen again and try and try again. But for me, it's very much about listening and then acting upon that new learning and embedding it in your kind of day-to-day -day role. Um, so that you really get under the skin of what you've just learned and, and can move it from, a, I guess, a theoretical piece into a practical piece. Yeah, I love how you tied everything together at the end there, because there's no point spending hours and hours learning something if you aren't then going to put it into practice and see what works or doesn't work for your business. Another thing that I think stood out is that you spend one day per week on development. Um, I assume that that's quite high in comparison to other business owners or other people that um, allocate professional development to their team but I think it's really cool that you set out a specific day to invest in yourself and to learn new things and I think that's really valuable and important it also reminded me of something that I heard a few weeks ago too I was watching the marketing meetup episode with Martin George from Waitrose and he spent a decent amount of time talking about how nobody else is going to care if you don't invest in personal development um, and it's really on us and as individuals to invest in that time um, so I think it's important to have that conversation, whether that's just with yourself or whether it is with your boss or your line manager or whoever um, about your development and where you want to be and whether or not you can allocate more time towards it going forward. So to close out this main section, I wanted to focus on Fabric and the Academy for a few minutes, which we've mentioned a couple of times already. I actually joined the Academy earlier this year and have been working through the modules for the past couple of months. Um, it's really helped me with my top level strategy and to think about the impact that my smaller day-to-day -day tasks have been uh, contributing to our overall goals and objectives. Um, so I just wanted to sort of say thanks and I think it's a really cool resource and it helps um, place value on that top level strategy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was, you know, the, the whole focus of Fabric was to produce a training academy that could really help empower people, but not only build the strategy, but figure out where they needed to spend their time, um, in what efforts, in what knowledge sources, in, in what learnings. 
you know, I guess as generalist marketers, it is so difficult to figure out where to spend your time learning what. You could be going around in circles looking at every single thing that's out there, trying to spend time learning it and then, you know, implementing it. It's just it's just so vast. It's really, really tricky. And I think this is one of the things that marketers struggle with the most. So the idea of Fabric is to give some real, I guess, strategy and focus to marketers to help them not only develop the strategy, but to understand where they need to focus their efforts. And therefore, that really supports them in where they need to learn, um, what areas they need to focus on and what areas they need to develop in, as opposed to spreading, spreading themselves really thinly across every possible channel. Um, you know, what are the metrics? What are the tactics that are really going to move the measure that are really going to help meet the goals? So yeah, that is, I mean, it's, it's hopefully doing exactly what it was intended to do. And great to hear that you've, you've been enjoying it, Liam, and getting lots out of it. Yeah, not a problem. It's been really fun and is something that I'm definitely going to think about when I'm working on daily tasks um, and how they impact top-level success and the long-term goals that I'm working towards. So I think that's something that everyone can take away from this episode, regardless of whether you go through the Fabric Academy or not. We're going to wrap up the main section of the episode right here. It's been really fun to have a top level chat and find out how you approach being a generalist and sort of your development, Lisa. If anyone would like to find out more about Fabric, then you can check them out on socials or get in touch with Lisa directly. Um, to close out this episode, I will be asking two quickfire questions that are really fun and lighthearted. So stay tuned for a few more minutes. So the closing section of every episode has two quick questions that I like to ask every guest that joins us. Um, they're usually really fun because we get such a wide range of answers. The first one, Lisa, is do you have a memorable story that jumps out when you look back on your career? So maybe something funny, maybe a career highlight or something embarrassing, for example. Oh my goodness, Liam, I've got hundreds. Um, most embarrassing and um, funny, but uh, th this one in particular sticks in my mind because I guess it was the pinnacle moment in my career where I decided I was going to set up my own agency. Um, and I was working for another creative agency at the time as an account director. And I went in to do a pitch with my colleague at the time for a big law firm in Newcastle. Um, and we were pitching a rebrand to um, this law firm. We were pitching to 15 of the senior management team. So, you know, it was a big, it was a big pitch. And um, they'd asked for something very specific in the brief. And we had gone against what they'd asked for in our approach. We didn't feel like it fitted with the strategy. And we'd gone totally against the grain. And we pitched, um, pitched something completely separate to what they asked for. And so we were nervous as hell to go in and pitch it. And we were thinking, God, have we done the right thing, all this work and this effort? And what if, you know, should we have just done what they'd asked? But we'd stood our ground and gone for what we believed in. And um, the pitch went amazingly well. And we walked out all very, very professional, shook hands with all of the team there who were all suited and booted and, you know, very straight faced. And my colleague and I, who was a good friend of mine, actually co-founded Unwritten with me, we got into the lift and as the lift door shuts, we kind of jumped up and down and we were screaming and we were hugging each other because we felt like we'd really nailed it and we had the pitch. And then as soon as the lift doors opened again, we kind of straight faced, very smart, started up our jackets and walked out very professional. Um, and it was the moment where Amy and I knew that we had something really good in the strategic approach and that going against the grain and not being a yes agency was absolutely the right way for us. And it was the point where we started talking about setting up and written and we won the pitch, which we didn't know that day, but we had a good feeling, but we did win the pitch. So, um, yeah, that's definitely a point that sticks out. Yeah, I think that's a nice feel good story. And I think it fits perfectly with this episode since we've been talking about you know, that top level strategy and achieving your goals. And I think that pulls it all together really nicely. 
My final question is, do you have a favorite resource that you use on a regular basis, which could help our listeners? So maybe a newsletter, a blog, a plugin, for example, or maybe some podcasts, because I know you enjoy those. I do. I absolutely love the CMO podcast. Um, so I listen to that on a regular basis. I also have my own podcast, which is Ginwag, where I interview lots of entrepreneurs and I learn absolutely loads from that. So listening to people's journeys, their, you know, the highs, their lows, the, thing they, the things they've learned along the way. So podcasts for me are, are a definite up there for the best learnings. Um, I also keep up to date with the likes of Marketing Week, Campaign, The Drum, all the kind of marketing trade for me, there's a good balance between, I guess, news every day, social news and too much news. So I try to focus my efforts on the, you know, the industry news that I think is really applicable to, to our everyday. Yeah, that's awesome. I always like it when guests share some podcasts with us and I know that you enjoy listening to them. Um, and thanks for sharing Ginwag with us. I know that it's a great show for learning about interesting business owners and their backstories and sort of how they've achieved success. We are going to wrap up the episode right here. So thank you for joining us, Lisa, and sharing some really great insights with us. Oh, thanks for having me, Liam. It's been great. And good luck for the new role. Thanks, Lisa. I really appreciate that. I really enjoyed talking about a topic that I think a lot of people have to deal with but might not have many resources on. Um, thanks to everyone for listening. We'll be back next week for the first of those nine episodes that will take us up to episode number 80. So have a great week and we'll see you then.